Good evening, Internet. How are we out there? How is everyone doing tonight? You guys should all... It went straight into you guys are all there. So, hi, cast. How's everybody doing? Hey there. <laughs> hey. Wave to the hey. Internet. <laughs> Hello, Internet. <laughs> Miss K, how you doing? Rent, uh, Re Reginald? Yep, the Saladin gives us a wave. It's always good. So, how is everybody doing tonight? Uh, I see the yawn. Don't no no fair <laughs> yawning. No fair yawning. I was up. Oh no. Three last night. See, see, see what you started. <laughs> I, I went to sleep probably a good six hours before they did. Oh okay. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Glad every everybody Saturday was good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, here we are, another Saturday night, another uh, thrilling uh, installment of Challenge Accepted for our our, our mystery investigation. Um, before we get too far into that, uh, I want to give a shout out to Sirenscape for the background musics and soundboards. Uh, I do have a custom soundboard set that I put together for this season. Um, also, also a shout out and a thank you to D&D Beyond for all of the resources that they make available for... Uh, organizing and, and running D&D games um, and courtesy shout out even though it's not endorsed or anything is uh, Roll20 for all the again maps and management in fact I just picked up a new map pack today uh, for City Slums which uh, you guys uh, you guys on the stream will probably see when we get to the when we get to that but for the cast looking at the Roll20 map now uh, that's a pretty good deal but uh, this morning's game went well. Last week we did a one-shot uh, Strahd Must Die in Space that ran a little long, but <laughs> I would like—I like to think it was actually kind of satisfying uh, in the end. <laughs> Even if you guys did get marooned on Orth, <laughs> or uh, Pearl woke up from her vivid wild dream, almost like an Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> I want to go find Jeansy now, right? Sorry, you're stuck sure, with Maze. I'm, sure, I'm sure Titus would love to meet Jeansy. I, I've had enough cats uh, for a while. <laughs> um, and if anybody is curious, that is uh, that episode is up on our on the Scuba Studio YouTube page, our YouTube channel, so you can go and check that out. Also, uh, there should be a, uh, there's a whole lot of whole plethora of other videos from the various D and D streams we've done so far, as well as Scuba and the Rye podcast. Uh, more videos coming out uh, every week for <laughs> foreseeable future. Going to have something up there, so it should be loads of fun to check that content out. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, real quick intros on everybody. Try to get into that habit in case there's somebody here who hasn't seen us before and you know kind of give us a welcome so uh we'll start with titus and we'll work our way to pearl so titus uh say hello who are you yes i am playing titus Lightbearer. he is a human paladin now of the order of the ancients and uh he's uh from barovia just here to uh have a good time and not die and not go crazy around all these cats 
Yep. Um, and our new, uh, and then we, next we have Maze. Yes, I'm playing Maze. She's a halfling rogue that is now an arcane trickster. And yep, we're in her hometown and she loves the place. And hopefully we're going to figure some stuff out tonight. Mm hmm. And, la and last and not least is uh, the tabaxi that can't say stay still, Pearl. <laughs> Hi. And I have my ice ball and I have my pet owl and, <laughs> and I like to go find things. And they're supposed to follow me, but they never follow me. I don't know why. <laughs> so then you're a, what's your class? I am a shadow monk. Alrighty. Uh, as everybody's kind of alluding to, everyone has leveled up to level three. Uh, right at the start for this, because uh, previously on their investigation, they uh, managed to uh, confront and deal with uh, Inspector Logan. And turns out Inspector Logan was not who they thought he was. Uh, kind of left more than a few questions. Uh, they were la uh, last time we had Maze and Alan who uh, had found Pearl bound and gagged in a basement of a, of, of a residence and come to the police station to find another Pearl had been working with the party to confront Inspector Logan. So, and afterwards feel that realize that both of them were creatures that are rather disturbing. Um, Maze knows some of the, from Maze is working with Alan as a, as an, as an investigating duo that uh, there's a lot of strange urban legends in Paradon concerning these creatures, uh, but nothing really concrete. Uh, they have been tasked by a mysterious individual to find a item of some importance. Uh, they realize that they are on a clock. There's only a limited window of time before the item they're searching for vanishes for another 13 years or so. Uh, they've been as they arrive as they arrived in Paradon in the uh, in, in the in the region of Zara in the land of Zeresh, which is near neighbors with uh, the land Baro with uh, Barovia. They uh, have been they've stumbled across a series of murders that seem to be occurring in uh, Paradon. Uh, they've gone through three nights of murders, a murder each night, and shortly after mid at midnight. Uh, had been trying to figure out who or what is committing the murders. Uh, they finally let that led them to accuse Inspector Logan, who is the who was the chief inspector of the uh, Paradon uh, Paradon Guard, who uh, had been working on the investigation. Um, so on the fourth night, no murder had occurred. So it's every the party is feeling good about that. Here we're going into the next night. Uh, as a kind of, okay, hasn't been a murder yet, but just to be sure, we want to kind of stand, uh, take a walk, take a, take a, take a walk around the city and to make sure and kind of be there because to kind of really assure that the murders have stopped. But however, they're not any closer to finding the item they're looking for. So it's kind of a column A, column B. Welcome, Sizori. I'm uh, just going through the intro on things. Uh, about to kind of do a quick uh, recap on uh, where we are. We're just getting started. And turning it over to the players. What would you like to do? It is uh, evening. It is the next night. You're out in the city of Paradon. 
The fog, of course, is thick, as it always is in this strange, strange land. Uh, there's just the, the the street the the street lamps that are kind of a kind of a gas lamp type type of structure, and uh, the, the everything seems kind of quiet uh, as far as uh, the city, almost like it's still trying to hold its breath. Um, so are we, we left off in, uh, in the inn or did we, we stayed with, uh, Maze and Alan? Uh, you were with me. You, you spent the, the late hours of, uh, with Maze and Alan mm-hmm. kind of going through comparing notes on, on your investigation. Right. And then, uh, you and Pearl had gone back to the lodging house. No sign of, uh. Uh, of your other companions you arrived in the in the city with um, rested late in the, the late in the afternoon um, after having a meal with auntie Mays had come to get y'all and kind of uh, let it kind of work with y'all for the for the rest of this uh, in, investigation and it's just kind of working through to get to the evening okay yeah. uh, so I I turn and I I look at Pearl and I say, um, so what would you say, what would you say we've learned over the last 24 hours? Anything in particular that would come to mind about how we can best direct our course as a group? As a group. Hmm, I'm not sure, I, I, I did learn something. You don't grab shingles on a roof. That's one lesson. That's yeah. that's one lesson. Um, uh, here's just a thought. I, you know, take it for what it is. Uh, perhaps we stay together. And 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 if you if you if you so feel the desire to go and inspect something, to look at something off in the distance, yeah. And you say, hey, come look. Hold it. Just, just wait like two seconds and then look back. Okay, I can do that. One. Look back at me. Eyes on, eyes on me. Eyes, eyes on me, and and see, am I aware that you're wanting to run away and willing to go with you? So just, just a thought. What, what if I grabbed you and brought you with me? Um. We're, we're closer. We're, we're we're closer. Yeah, yeah. We're we're in the same book. Maybe not on the same page, but we're at least in the same book. So uh, I I I looked amazed and I say I, this 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 is progress. This is this is progress. I learned a new trick. I learned a new trick. Guess what? I can be even more sneaky now. Yay! And and he's kind of just like I am right here. Just. And just with his with his other hand, he just kind of reaches around and, and double checks, make sure that the rope is still there. Um, oh, that's 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 nice. That's 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 really that's great. That's great. I, I'm I'm happy for you. Uh, but perhaps maybe not use it. Um, oh, I can make you sneaky too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But still, when you run away, just kind of look look at me. Just look at you. back my direction. You. That's, not, that's, not, that's not hard. Oh, okay, good, good, good. And Maze is going to speak up for just a second and be like, "Pearl, 
Yes? I have something that you might like. Me? I like things. But if you take it too far away from me, he'll get sad. So you have to stick with us, okay? And she's going to reach into her pocket. And she she pulls out a little black mouse with red eyes. His name's Fritz. And he likes cheese. Just yeah, be yeah, careful, yeah. okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that lets it like run along her fingers and like you know around her fingers and she kinda of goes like this to like run across the different fingers, you know? Um Pearl, roll an animal handling check. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't really think you'd get away from it, did you? <laughs> I didn't even think about it, honestly. I know. That's what I'm here for. That's a ten. <laughs> it's what? A ten. Alright. That at first Fritz is just a little little freaked out and seeing a giant cat holding him and then realizes you're not gonna hurt him and starts to explore and you kinda are just kinda gin kinda there as he starts to do the whole exploring across the hand and whatnot. Okay. Right next to, to to Maze, almost like too close. Like I'm like actually touching arm to arm, kind of almost like so that. Well, that... leg to arm. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah remember, Maze <laughs> May, 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 is a is a, is a ha- halfling, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're a yeah. tabaxi, so so she she's shorter than you. You sure. tower over her, kind of like how Tarvos towered over you. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, has uh, has the new chief inspector arrived to replace Logan? Um, you're unfamiliar if uh, who it is. Uh, you guys have kind of kind of rested up. I mean, you had a pretty pretty big day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you had a pretty big day. So it's like, all right, let me uh, kind of take a breath. I mean, you went from. A doctor who turned into a were creature, and then to another creature that turned into were creature, turned into Inspector Logan, and turned into something else. I mean, it's been a rough day. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of needed that, kind of needed that mental break. Because I mean, even 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 in Barovia, things got weird. Mm-hmm. This is a whole new world of weird for you. So I'll I mean, I'll turn to uh, Maze. And um, understanding that she's familiar, very much familiar with uh, the the town and, and the people in it, uh, and ask, "Do you know who Inspector Logan might have hung out with? Yes, maybe spent time with away from work. Do you know of any of his companions?" Um, not off the top of my head. Alan and I did quite a lot of investigating and never could come up with anything, but I do have certain people I could talk to that might know something. So perhaps we go there tonight? Could we meet with them tonight? Um, and she starts looking around. 
I'm really hoping there's no street kids out at night, but are there? <laughs> uh, roll a roll a perception check. I got a dirty twenty. Nice. nice. Um, you, you you're looking around for some street kids. Yes. Um, uh, it it's getting to be. Uh, getting to be pretty late uh takes you a little bit but you do find one kind of kind of huddling in a huddling huddling in a in a a corner trying to keep out of sight and kind of keep uh keep to them keep to themselves titus Hmm. give me just a moment and i'm gonna head over to the little street youngin and okay. while I'm doing that I'm going to look in my bag for some kind of food okay what do I have in my bag you, you probably have some rations unless you want to ha- unless you have something else you use for uh, dealing with the street kids uh, I've got a nice red shiny apple okay uh, first the First, the kid the, the kid is a, a little timid. Um, let's see. But uh, then kind of kind of recognizes you a, a little bit. There's some glimmer of recognition, maybe not a direct uh, direct, but maybe by a pro- by proxy. Gotcha. I'll can, like, extend my red apple out to him and hand it to him like it's okay here have you um, ate anything today no no miss here you can have this um roll a persuasion roll come on dnd beyond scoop how know. far away would she be from us Oh, no. uh, she'd probably be about ten feet or so, enough to enough to give a semblance uh, of privacy. Mm-hmm. But given your history with your party, you're not letting her get too far away either, because people have a tendency to just vanish. <laughs> yeah, that was a big seven. What What'd you get? A seven. Uh, he's a he's a little kind of kind of timid about uh, uh accepting the apple um he's like sorry miss I, I... So he's just kind of sitting there he's just not not taking the apple he's a little freaked out it's okay i'll just sit it on the ground there okay and back up a little bit all right and, and be like friend have you heard anything about the ladies that are getting hurt at night sits there he looks at the apple and you can kind of see him kind of lick his lick his lips like he, he really wants to go for it but he's really kind of kind of freaked out um after a little while he kind of kind of sits there and when you ask your question he sits there. they've some of them work nice to us but it's it's not sure who's been doing it why would they hurt the nice ladies I At this point, know. you can kind of get an estimate. The kids maybe like five. Oh, 
I don't know, little one, but me and my friends were trying to figure out who's doing it so we can stop them. So, if you or anybody else that you're around hears anything and you see us, please let us know. And I might have more shiny red apples waiting. Goes to pick up the apple and okay and then kind of darts off around a corner around a corner i'll walk back to titus and pearl i'm guessing pearl is probably pulling on titus like the whole time trying to go with maze mm-hmm. so she can get close because she has a mouse um but i'm guessing titus held her back that whole time <laughs> oh yes most definitely <laughs> thanks titus <laughs> <laughs> then I'll come back and be like well we might have some more feet on the ground we'll see if it bears any fruit alrighty um uh Maze go ahead and roll a d100 a d100 and a d4 and tell me the result oh wow Uh, 14. Wow, the 100 and the 4 gave you a 14? It did. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. You get a shiny red apple. <laughs> That's right. hilarious. That will come in handy later. I will take it. <laughs> oh, wow. Um... Give me a uh, perception check real quick. Uh, actually, uh, make it a make it an investigation check because you were trying to watch where the kid darted off to. Right, that would be a twenty-two. Okay, as you're kind of looking and watching where the kid darts off to, you look off to the corner and you see a broom leaning against. Uh, uh, a door jam and the broom catches your eye something about it just catches your attention and when you go over to pick it up you realize it's a very very it it, it, it the way it, it's crafted really well almost like it's void of any dirt of any kind and after a little while you start to get a sense that there's something special about it and because of the tricksters you have been gifted a broom of flying. Yay, thank you. Yay. I'm curious how that'll work out in a fog-filled uh, city. Hello, <laughs> <don't> flyer. <laughs> I, it, the tricksters do what the tricksters do. <laughs> so when the tricksters decide to bless the party, they bless the party. And they decide to curse the party, they curse the party. But, you know, we'll see how this goes. And Pearl, you get an you get an inspiration. Yay! From the tricksters as well. That covers all of that. Oh, and my HP bar went down and going down again. So <laughs> I I tried desperately to make that happen this morning and it didn't work. Because we're since we're doing uh, so and those for watching as well because we're doing the channel the channel points and the bits 
for the various gifts from the tricksters. I'm leaving the HP bar to follows, subs, raids, hosts, all of those things to kind of help boost that up. And every time it goes down, I'll probably do something that I feel is appropriate for the adventure, whether it's a wandering monster or I give myself advantage on something. We'll see how it goes. It has to feel appropriate, but definitely will add something to this. <laughs> so, so yeah, anybody gifting bits or using the channel points to affect the stream, you're more than welcome to do that. And we'll see what happens. So we have a gift from the tricksters. We have some inspiration. And now we're uh, carrying on with our adventure. Alrighty, so you have a broom of flying. And for those who are unaware of that item, the wooden broom that which weighs three pounds and functions like a mundane broom until you stand astride and speak the command word. It then hovers beneath you and can be ridden in the air. It has a flying speed of 50 feet, a carry weight of 400 pounds, its flying speed is reduced to 30 if the if you have more than 200 pounds on the broom. Um, the broom stops hovering when you land. Uh, you can actually send the broom to travel alone to a des destination within one mile that you're familiar with, and then it would come back. Hmm. Yay. So that has a that, that has a numerous plethora of potential. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, it looks like Pearl's also got a gift from the uh, tricksters in the chat. Oh, yes. Gift from the tricksters. All right, Pearl, give me a D100 and a D4 and tell me the total result. It is a DeLorean of time travel. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, I love that. Oh, no. Uh, Pearl, give me an investigation check. That is a 14. 14. Um, yeah. You kind of looking about and something catches uh catches your attention off to the side uh and uh but it doesn't hold your attention long and then after and then after a little while of searching you're kind of looking through and you kind of find uh kind of sitting on a bench somewhere a padlock of some type and as you go to uh take a look at it you uh, kind of hold it, and it, it feels kind of feels kind of weird because it's a very unique looking lock. And with your uh, propensity to go after shiny things, yeah. uh, you have been gifted a lock of trickery. Ooh, this lock appears to be an ordinary lock, as like the type described in the player's handbook. It comes with a single key, so you see the single key kind of sticking out of it. The tumblers on this lock magically adjust to thwart burglars. Dexterity checks made to pick this lock are at disadvantage. If I ever get mad at Maze, I can lock something up on purpose to make it hard for me to get it, right? <laughs> It'll make it difficult. 
can fritz back. <laughs> Alrighty. So as you're kind of fumbling with the lock and kind of looking at it and getting used to it, uh, a figure hurries towards you through the mist. A glowing lantern held high. Its fitful light casts a yellow pool in the thick fog. Meryl, where are you? Meryl, the figure cries in a tearful voice. Meryl, where are you? As the figure comes closer, you recognize it's Koth Rigsby, proprietor of the Twilight Yawn Lodging House, which you guys have been staying at. At, the, at this point, it's gotten uh, late. It's actually past, uh, past midnight, but you don't remember hearing the chimes. You heard the chimes for 11, but you didn't hear the chimes for midnight. Hmm. As he, hand, uh, he holds out a trembling hand and speaks to you in a pleading voice. Good sir, Mrs. Have you seen my wife? I just got home and she's not there. She must have come out to find me because I stayed at the pub too late. Before you have a chance, you hear running footsteps. A boy emerges from the mist and tugs at Koth's arm. Koth, he exclaims. Casey Mills says Merle came looking for you at the Twin Suns. You must have missed her in the fog. Yes, do. I, I, I would want to run right off the, you know, go get to her before, you know, just in case there's still murders and stuff. And Pearl will look at Titus, smile. Let's go, let's go, let's go, come on. Uh, I, I, I have to say I'm impressed. I, I, I'm impressed. Let's, uh... can finish talking and pulse. <laughs> All right. So Koth and the boy run off. You guys uh, follow? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, you guys uh, follow him to the uh, Twin Sons pub. And as you uh, come into the pub and you see that it's, uh, it's still fairly busy for being after midnight. Not quite sure when, but you go in and kind of kind of look at the clock to see what's going on. To see the clock, it's uh, actually almost one in the morning. Very weird. Didn't hear the chimes of midnight. But uh, Koth is in there, and he immediately starts questioning all the patrons about what's going on. What's going on? Why didn't the, chime, the, the bell chime? I'm just going to ask anyone that listens. <laughs> um, not sure. Nobody really seems to, seems to notice. Uh, Koth uh, continues to question everyone, and after a little while, he gets frustrated. Goes to uh, Goes to leave. As he's about to leave, the door opens uh, before he gets to it. Framed against the misty street lanterns is a solemn-looking man in unadorned chainmail with a simple leather scabbard and a longsword on his side. His straight black hair is long enough to brush against the broad, his broad shoulders. A drooping mustache gives his face a perpetual a frown. You can tell by the badge of office pinned on his belt that he is the he has the dubious honor of being the new inspector of the Paradon Guard. Koth, he says emotionlessly, his eyes catching catching that of a large man. For a moment, you see the inspector's jaw muscles twitch. 
Whatever he is about to say is unpleasant for him. We found Meryl. You better come with me. Stunned, Koth drops his lantern on the floor. It clatters as the only sound in the now silent pub house. Neth, is she? Koth whispers. Yes, says Neth. Just like the others, I'm sorry, Koth. It's all my fault. I hadn't gone along with the council's stupid plan. Council's plan. What, what do you mean, council's plan? What are you talking about? Um, as, as you say that, and uh, and and uh, look, and he Neth, Neth kind of looks to you to get a to start a reply. Koth goes into a rage. He starts flipping tables and is just completely lost it. After a little while, he uh, he he. he Cursing and, and all that bursts out of the pub and down the street. As uh, things start to quiet down, Neth kind of sinks himself into a chair and looks up at y'all. You're the ones who found, who confronted Logan. Yes. Oh. The situation were better, I'd applaud you for your service. However... He kind of looks around and Kind of, council had the bright idea, sending of having me send someone to prevent the clock from chiming midnight, thinking that that would somehow stop things. It's too Who's bad enough they promoted this? me this morning. What was that? I said, whose bright idea was this? City council, politicians, mm. take it as you want. But uh, he's kind of resigned and whatever, and I'll let you know that he was after the incident the night before. He was uh, that morning. He was promoted to be the new uh, chief inspector. So, and uh, he's kind of just resigned on the fact that now Coth's wife is, is gone. And Titus, your next dice roll is a natural twenty. Wait. <laughs> Because the tricksters are being the tricksters. Don't ask me to do anything that's not important. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I asked you to do is important. <laughs> um, so how do we how do we move on from this? We we've already killed this or, or taken care of this one creature that was being the inspector, but I know that he had a boss. I saw him. I tried to chase him. How do we find this boss? Like I don't. I can't think of any clues to follow now he, he, he's just as perplexed and he goes in and um it's kind of like thought we had a reprieve guess we weren't so lucky who did Logan spend his off hours with not really sure. I, I was assigned to a different section of the city before being summoned over. So I really had not uh, a lot of personal experience with Logan, so I couldn't tell you. Well, surely there's someone of this district that would know this. I questioning pursuing that hasn't we haven't really pursued that in terms because we were 
more concerned with the immediate threat of the mur of uh, trying to prevent per uh, any more of these potential murders. Um, but what inquiries we did make, uh, Logan was a very private individual. Didn't socialize with any of the men off hours. Seemed to spend seemed to be when he was he would work more than he would be off. And what times he did disappear, he did he was off. He wasn't. He wasn't seen at any of the normal hangout locations that you would find uh, the city guard or at when they're in their off time. Even questioning the the patron, the the owners of this establishment, they couldn't provide any further information. I, I say he's he's as viable a lead as any, and uh, we we certainly have already been convinced that he is tied to this this heinous act. And his partner, I, I, I'm also sure, is aware of his absence and is carrying on the business without him. That may be the case. Unfortunately, you, I have been looking through his records with little I could get my hands on. And there isn't much, there isn't much to go on as far as the previous murders. Um, from what I understand from a couple of the guards is you got, you, you, yourselves have uh, had more opportunity have, have have seen quite a number of these and he looks over to maze and I'm familiar with your work with uh, Pinkerton and and whatnot I imagine if you're helping them then you got you, you all have must have collected more information than we've been able to I'm gonna pull on Titus's jacket or whatever he has on the clothing <laughs> yes hey um well if we think logan's been helping with other murders and we know he's gone now and it just happened again do you think we should go investigate the new scene and see if there's anything new anything different from the other ones Absolutely, I agree. We, we shouldn't continue to, to spend any time here. We need to get moving. Okay, I like that idea. Knight like looks up to you on this as well. Perhaps you'll find something that we missed. I know we've completed our initial investigation and already had already an investigation on that. Uh, the weirdest thing about this particular one is uh, it seems the... Found no clues... Other than it's the the hands were missing. I didn't have any mm -hmm. Roll uh roll history checks. All three of you. All right, I get a net twenty. Yeah, you do. Hey. hey. Alrighty. Um, Earl is living up to our expectation. So. <laughs> Maze and Titus, as you guys listen to this, uh, it kind of clicks that on each of the murder scenes, and Maze from her investigation with Pinkerton, Titus from actually being uh, being able to look over all three bodies that you've seen privacy, there have been some missing element to the body. One had missing internal organs. 
Uh, one had different organs missing. So a body part missing from uh, missing is kind of in line with the MO of the murderer that you've been able to, to been able to piece together. But the fact that the hands were missing this time does seem a little definitely catches your attention because the, la the last set have been missing internal organs. This is the first ex actual extremity that's been removed to your knowledge. Maze has some faint recollection from previous murders, but not really sure uh, over the course of the history of Paradon. Because this has been happening like clockwork for for year, for decades and decades. Okay. So I, I look to the inspector and I, I tell him that we've seen these, these uh, horrific scenes. Each time internal organs were missing. You know, one had had these certain organs missing, these other one and the others had uh, different organs missing. But now we have these hands missing. Were there also internal organs, internal organs missing here? Or was this it? Not that uh, not that I can tell. I'm still waiting for our, our medical medical examiner to take a look. But so far, it looks it looks to be there avoid blood and the hands were missing which is in line with uh, what I could get from from what notes Inspector Logan kept, which I must admit, rather disappointing that an inspector did not keep better notes. But then again, he may not have been an inspector at all. Another another quick point to, to think about is Merrill was not of the same sort as the other victims. Perhaps this one was more personal. Perhaps. I'll have to... And he pulls out and makes a note of that. Um, again, in there, it, it got with based on what you're saying, but and he's like, if you want to go in and, and see if you can find out more, by all means. Uh, the site was just several blocks from here to the south. What if they're making a puzzle? That's uh, rather morbid. Well, this is morbid too. I'm just saying maybe they're already doing more morbid stuff. They're sticking them together to make something new. I'm sorry. I just reacted to the chat. <laughs> I know. I'm trying not to. Just saying I know the comment and I know the source. Um... So, there hasn't been anyone doing who who's done that in the in in this land. Some other lands, there was talking talk about a, a man named Victor, but not here. And with that, he he goes to grab a drink because he clearly needs a drink after this night, and especially after that comment. <laughs> hey, hey, do now. Well, let's go. We need to we, we need to go look at this. Right, so I, I I asked for specific instructions as to how to get to this place. It's a few blocks south. Yeah, he tells you it's several it's several blocks south. He gives you directions to how to get there. Um, you 
become fairly acquainted with uh, some of the main thoroughfares on the city. There are still a f- there's obviously some nuances that you would need to spend more time. But with maze with maze guiding you, you mm-hmm. have no problem mm-hmm. getting to getting to the getting to that location. Mm-hmm. So I pull I pull on Titus. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And then I also stand really close to Maze, but still trying to go. Yes, <laughs> I, I I kind of nod, acknowledging uh, Pearl's uh, uh, ushering me uh, out the door, and and look over to Maze. Uh, perhaps uh, you should lead the way. Sure. And I'll actually hop on my broom and just hover where I'm like actual eye level with everybody else now. Yay! Cool. I love it. Oh, this is why I love D and D. I'm ready when you guys are. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. She starts walking. So May starts to fly on the broom. <laughs> right next to her. <laughs> really close. That's a good call. That is a good haul. Call. Yeah. Oh, the mouse get mad or upset. He All cries. Right. Why? Little mousy tears, it's awful. <laughs> Alrighty, so you guys uh go in there, it takes you probably about half hour or so to uh navigate through because of the fog and you don't wanna let get too far too far away from uh May from uh from each other because Maze at times tends to drift a little further than than, than she was expecting. And uh, you guys come in there, and with that, we will flip over to the map. Yay. Alrighty. So this is our map we're going to start with. You, you guys should be able to uh, see your characters mm-hmm. in this uh, mm-hmm. city air, this city slummy type of area. So... How would you guys like to... Oh, try to make it a little easier. I'll actually put you on this one where we remove the roof so you can actually see all the pathways. Okay. Not here. Off. All righty. So... How would you guys like to proceed? Really so, close. so how close are we to the scene? Um, you are still about hundred feet or so from the scene. All right, so um, I am letting Maze take the lead because she she knows the way uh but i am maintaining uh as best i can uh five feet equidistant if i can between uh pearl depending on how she <laughs> stays with us or not uh and and uh with maze okay so put maze and mazes in front mm-hmm. and then you're putting pearl in between you and maze mm-hmm. okay be fairly easy so you guys uh, come down and 
just so you guys can see all of that as you've explored mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And as you come around the next corner, Mm. Are you coming around an alleyway or whatever or whatnot? Um, the entrance to the alleyway is dark and foreboding. A startled dog gnawing on a tossed away bone lets out a yip and speeds away. Lantern light reveals three guards huddled around a body sprawled on the paving stones. As you approach, they stand aside to let you view the corpse of Merrill Rigsby. Gaping, ragged wounds cover Merrill's body in a chaotic pattern, her garments shredded and bloody. Mm. Right about right here. Okay. When I'm turning control of the characters over to you. Alright, so I will move um, around here a little further. Zoom in a little bit. Um, so is there an actual uh, token I should see or no? Uh, no, not yet. Okay, okay. All right, so uh, I move around closer to uh, the body. and right. um, Go ahead and bring yourself right about here where I'm pinging. Okay. Okay. Pearl and Maze. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. You see that it is. Uh, it does appear to be Meryl's body, and as as described, uh, she's got ragged w ragged wounds, and the clothes are all kind of shredded. The other two, the two, the other, the um, guards kind of step back and allow you to inspect and see what's going on. I wish I had the nat 20 still. <laughs> uh, so um, I will uh, take a closer look and, and uh, try to inspect the wounds. Um, just because you've given us kind of the free information, I, I always also put out to, uh, to Pearl and Maze the difference that I noticed, at least at the onset, uh, in the wounds being uh, very ragged and, and, and chaotic. And it, it seems either this is uh, a, it either is not related to the other murders that have been going on or the finesse of the previous uh, murders was that of maybe uh, Logan's hand and not this person's. All right, so let's see if I can pick up anything else. And that is a 13 minus one, so 12. Uh, for your, what were you doing, investigation? Investigation, yep. Okay. Uh, Pearl and Maze, what are you guys doing before I tell them the result? Would I be able to figure out anything like medicine-wise, like, like looking at the body? Or... I'm is sorry, didn't different? quite catch that. Um, Uh, I was thinking if there was some way for me to use like medicine or something to look at it because their body is different. Obviously, the hands are different, but I, any other clues uh, relating to you could do a medicine uh, check. Uh, the way the body. Yeah, you could totally do a medicine check. Maze, how about you? <laughs> that was a one, two, three. 
I would like to investigate with Titus on my room, broom. Just go up there and kind of float around the body and see if I can get different angles and catch anything he might miss, maybe. All right. Uh, so you're going to fly. So I'm going to put a little to- give you a little blue token that you're flying. Yay. And you wanted to, you're going to circle around to kind of see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, and so Pearl, you said you got a nat one on your medicine check. Is she dead? She appears dead. Uh, Titus, uh, <laughs> uh, nat twenty for Maze on her next uh, next dice roll. Alrighty. So, Titus, with yours, you see that the body actually has hands. What? I I, I, I thought we were told that, that, that she had no hands. We were. I thought. Yes, we Is were. That- we definitely were. Is there like a stick or anything lying around? Um, no. There is actually a flurry of movement as the, uh, the, the, the three guards start to lunge at you and the body that's on the ground starts to lunge at you. Oh, no. <sighs> Roll initiative. You got it. What's with us in finding all the dead bodies that aren't dead? I, I just really want to know. <laughs> well, dead dead is such a, a relative term. So yes, yeah, only mostly pretending to be dead. Yep. Uh, so, so I have a six initiative. A six on your initiative. Alrighty. Oh wait, do I? Let me check my character here. And keep in mind, you can use the any inspiration that's been given to you. Yeah. Uh, Pearl, what's your initiative? Ten. Ten. Okay. Maze, what is yours? I know it's a twenty. What else to go with it? Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Nice. Alrighty. So, uh, off the bat, the one that was faking, pretending to be Meryl is going to make a swipe at Titus as a surprise. Wait a minute, you don't have the, yeah. Could be a swipe at Titus. All right. Actually, no, it's gonna look at you and you need to make a wisdom saving throw. All right. So that is a 21. All right. You lock eyes with her mm-hmm. and you feel yourself start to fall asleep, but then you shake yourself free of, of, the, of the enchantment. And you are now immune to it for the next 24 hours. So with that, that was their move. So starting off, Maze. 
you're gliding up overhead, you see the four of them, four, four of them engage with your fellows. How high up are you hovering? Well, I figured I was still where I would be like eye to eye with like Titus. Okay. Um, so close enough for melee if you want to melee from a flying broom. That's much cooler than I thought. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes, yes. Inspiration that's... for Titus just came in. Sweet. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Okay. Um, she pulls out her rapier. Alrighty. And it's 15. A 15 will hit. Which one are you attacking? I am attacking the one that's closest to Titus. Alrighty. Zoom in. Yep. And with sneak attack since he's within five feet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. So the one next to, so you get the one next to Titus. That'll be 17 points of damage. 17 wow. points. Now, the one that stared at him is prone on the ground, so it'd be the next one standing up that's next to Titus. Yeah. Alrighty, 17 points. That is a solid hit. Okay, next up are the are the creatures. Um yeah, as you kinda as you stab you, the one mazes and the rest of them, you see them all kind of shift into some kind of dog hybrid type thing. Not quite a wolf, but a different different type of canine animal. And let's see. Okay. Uh, redeemed 3,000 points for redeemed. Oh, DM rolls a nat one. Okay, Saladin, I got you. <laughs> I'll make note of that. Be using that here ju in just a moment. Um, XPC rolls gets it in that order. Alrighty. So, Pearl, you're going to get a nat 20 on your next attack roll. Yay! Nice. Fun. Alrighty, so, um, this first one is going to stand up and attack with a, with a scimitar, because there was an illusion around it that kind of faded as it rose up. Let's see. At disadvantage. At disadvantage? Mm-hmm. Alrighty, the disadvantage is a fifteen to hit. Um, and who is he striking? Uh striking you. Oh, okay. Yeah, meets it meets it beats it. Alrighty. So that will be four points of No, wrong dice. Right dice. Actually, no, because it's a nat one. It doesn't, it doesn't hit. 
Actually drops the scimitar. I for I almost forgot. So nope, no hit. You're good. Next one is the one that uh, Maze hit, and it will try and hit Maze. At disadvantage. At disadvantage. It's my protection feat. So. Um, is that an aura effect? Uh, anyone within five feet of me, uh, Pearl and Maze has uh, it. Uh, they're protected, so yep. attacks are at disadvantage. Nice. Alrighty, so that is a 19 to hit. Ouch. Yeah. I was lucky. I was originally in that 20. For <laughs> 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 uh, four points of slashing damage from the scimitar. Gotcha. <laughs> Alrighty, that brings us to Pearl. Yay. They already know it's that funny. Told you it would go down. I'm going to swing with my quarterstaff. Alright. Which one are you attacking? Uh, I'm going to attack the uh, one in the center. The one in the center? Okay. Uh, That is nine damage. Uh, What's your to hit? Oh, that's right. You got a nat 20, so... Uh, you have to speak. Can you speak up a little bit? All right. I said uh, that was ten damage. All right. For the first swing. Well, uh, and that's a nat twenty, so that would be. Uh, What's your dice? You're rolling for your quarter staff. It's a uh, t- a d8. So the All right. Plus the the ten, um, so the eighteen altogether. Eighteen damage. Uh huh. Alrighty. How would you like to do it? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, knock it back down on the ground. Like, like it used to be because it was prone before, right? Yep. Uh, and like down right in the center of its belly. Like, Alright, it is it is done. And then I'll turn and kind of kick. I'll use both hands to do the staff, but I'll kick the guy next to me um, for an arm strike. Alrighty. And that one is another nat 20. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Cool. Okay, so that is uh, uh, four plus four, so that'd be eight damage. Eight damage. Not in my turn. And your quarter staff is magical or non magical? Uh, let me look real quick. Can't remember. I don't think there's anything special, but I will double check. No, it's, it's normal. Normal? Okay. I just uh, missed that. Alright. Titus, your weapon is non-magical, right? Uh, for the moment. And uh, Jinxie, your weapon is not magical, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Real quick, I missed on the fact that uh, non-magical damage doesn't affect them. 
So all the hits that you guys look like it scored, you see the wound as you as you pull it back, the wounds actually kind of heal themselves up. So huh. now the unarmed strike is a four, not an eight. Libanez. D four. So she max she got max and then doubled it, right? I had Max and I rolled uh, a one plus three, so they made it four, and I added them together. It was eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to remember. Yeah, you had to for that. Okay. So uh, next up is this other one who's going to move up. Not that one yet. This one right here. Uh, try this one right here who's going to attack Pearl. Disadvantage because she's within that five foot aura. Yeah, that is a 13 to hit. It does not hit. Alrighty. Next up is Titus. Alright. Um, question uh, Channel Divinity, is that an action? Uh, yeah, depending on what the Channel Divinity is. Okay. What are you trying to what are you trying to pull? Well, um uh nature's wrath. Um you cause vines to spring up, you reach for a creature within ten feet of you that you can see. You must see uh, succeed a strength or deck saving throw, uh its choice or be restrained. Is it listed under your actions? Um Yep, it is. So All it right. would be. Yep. So it'd be an action if you want to do that. I I don't. Okay. I don't want to do that. So um, I am going to um uh, use a bonus action. Okay. To uh, call on divine favor. Alrighty. And that uh, imbues my weapon attacks with 1d4 radiant damage on a hit. All right. All right. And I will... um, I will use uh, my longsword to attack the one that is the one prone. No, it stood up as it, it it lashed with its scimitar. Okay, but when when Pearl hit it, it didn't knock it down with a nat twenty. Uh, I did. See, so yeah, we'll give it that one. I'll give you that one. It's prone. Okay. I have it knocked down. So, all right. So rolling with advantage, uh, seventeen to hit. Uh, seventeen will hit. Okay. So that is nine non-magical damage. Okay. And one radiant damage. Thank you. <laughs> Alrighty, one radiant. And uh, that'll end my turn. Okie dokie. The last one that'll come up. Come up this side. And we'll attempt to attack Maze. Uh-huh. But it'll be at disadvantage because they're within five feet. 
Yep, that's critical fail. It drops its scimitar. Yay. Green bubble that it is prone. Blue bubble, you're flying. Back up to the top with Miss Maze. All right, this is a noob question. Okay. Maze wants to cast sleep. Okay. And it's in a 20, or creatures within 20 feet of a point you choose within range. Mm hmm So I would like to cast it where I could get as many of them as possible without hitting any of us. Uh, it is possible to do that. You'd probably want to be uh, focusing it right about here. And has a chance to affect the three, the 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 three uh, that are in that line that is in front of Pearl and in front of Titus. Okay, that's what I will do then. Alrighty, go ahead and roll it up, and or let me know what the uh, what the save is. Or no, I don't think there's a save on that. No, I just roll five d eight, and it goes from hit points of the creatures. Alrighty, five d eight, do it. be 21. Ooh, impressive. So that is immediately going to put the one that's on the ground that Titus just hit to sleep. And does not affect any of the others because there's not quite enough. Mm. For those who don't know, sleep spell, or as you saw last week, <laughs> sleep spell they have a total hit point and each creature that meets those hit points will fall asleep. So if the creature's hit points are higher than the amount of uh, that the spell deals, then it doesn't fall asleep. But right now you have one that's asleep on the ground. Considered unconscious. Right. And or there's two right there on me. If I disengage for my bonus action, yep. neither one of them get a opportunity attack, nope. right? Okay, so since I'm still on my broom, I will disengage and fly 20 feet in the air, straight okay. above us, looking down on them. Alrighty, so 20 feet up in the air. That's kind of hard to tell because this is a 2D map, but. I'm up there, guys. Hi. So, yep, make a note. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, that brings us to that one, which is asleep. Then the next one is going to attack Titus. Be at disadvantage. Won't be at disadvantage if he attacks me. Okay, it won't be at disadvantage if he attacks yeah, you. Right. It's a 12 to hit. And he misses. Alrighty. Next up, we have Pearl. Yeah, I have a question. Since Answer. I do all of my other like fighting martial arts uh, that would normally be something that strength as Dex, would I be able to grapple with Dex or no? Um, if it lets you use your Dex bonus versus your strength bonus, I'll let you do it. Uh, so I thought, what if I uh, grapple? I try to grab the one that's next to me, try and give advantage to someone attacking it. 
because I can't I can't do anything else. So that's fair. I can give advantage. Okay. Roll a six and hope oh, that's a ten. <laughs> I doubt that's gonna be enough, but we'll try. Alrighty. Those the opposing. Yeah. Okay. What'd you get? Ten. Succeed. Oh, I do. Cool. So yep. I'm now holding the werewolf or what? It, were doggy thing in. <laughs> no. Yay. <laughs> See. And then so I'll put the little uh, fist of doom yeah. on it for being grappled. Okay. To bring us to the next one, which is grappled. So it's going to try and break. It's uh, the grapple on you. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and roll your check again. See if it beats. That's 11. Nope. Doesn't beat it. Stays grappled. Oh, yay. <laughs> and his action doing that. All right, brings us to Titus. All right. I have, I know which one I'm going after now. Okay. Um, so I, I still have divine favor, so I'll still use the radiant damage. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I will... Yeah, I'll just attack again with my long sword. Are you attacking the one that's unconscious? No, I, I'm attacking the one that's grappled because that one uh, will pose, I think, more of a threat to me. Okay. So, so as you uh, move over, you would provoke an attack of opportunity from the. Oh wait, which one? Well, I'm sorry, which one is grappled? This one is grappled over here. Got the little fist. Oh, logo. okay. I couldn't see you've that. Got, you've got one right here. Okay, yeah, I couldn't see that. So um, then, yeah, I can't exactly move over. Yeah, that. I, I, so, like, I can't really move either, so it's like all Google wants near me, so. Okay, all right. Well, I'll just attack the one um, right there just south of me. And um, I, I rolled a 20, uh, excuse me, a, a 17 to hit. Okay. 17 will hit. Roll damage. Oh, okay. I figured you probably wouldn't get to, but I thought maybe they could. Mm-hmm. So Good seven. Tactics. That was my thing. Yeah. Seven non-magical and two radiant. Alrighty. Radiant. You can definitely tell the radiant damage is having an effect. Okay. And uh, that'll end my turn. All right. This will bring us to the last one, which can't attack maze. Um, <laughs> you got that broom just in time, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I love it. Yeah, you did. You did. Um, no, I may do that later. Uh, it's going to come around and attack Titus. That's 12 to hit. Uh, 12 does not hit. Alrighty, Titus. Back up to the top with Miss Maze. 20 feet up in the air, you see Pearl has got one kind of in a like a, a figure eight kind of kind of MMA uh, grip. This might be bad. 
but I am going to fly over there and down with my rapier out and cast Booming Blade on it. Okay. And dive bomb for a hit on the one she's holding. <laughs> All right. Blooming Blade does what again? Well, right now, since I'm level three, it won't do any extra damage unless the creature I hit it with moves. Fair. And then right. it'll take like so two cast the damage. Bo- who do, you cast the Booming Blade on the one that you're going to attack? Or did you no, cast? On my rapier. Oh, on your rapier? Okay. Yeah, I got to make a melee attack when I cast the spell. That's right. That's right. All right. Go ahead and roll for attack. Right. That's at advantage because I'm holding it. Yep. Nothing else. I will at least try to help somehow. <laughs> well, that and she would also get her sneak attack in there too. But it was at 18. To hit. 18 to hit. That will definitely hit. All right. Uh, 12 points of damage. Not magical, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So you stab it, it kind of yelps, but the wound doesn't seem to stay open. Hmm. Do you have any spells you can cast? Like, a, like, con- <laughs> No. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see that ja- that one that jackalware is asleep, so we'll bring up to our next one, which will attempt to attack Titus. Yep, that would be a ten to hit. So uh, that's not a hit. I'm having horrible dice rolls. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next we have Pearl. Like I said, I, I've looked through everything I can find. I don't think I have anything I can do besides try to hold the grapple. So I will continue to try to hold the grapple. That's a 15 to hold the grapple. So you maintain the grapple. Yay. And now it's going to try. All right. Go and roll it again. Another 15. I got an 18. So it breaks the grapple and attempts to stand up, which I would believe uh, trigger the booming blade. It's moving. Yes. Yes. Let me make sure I read this right. Uh, It takes 1d8 thunder damage. Go ahead and roll it. That's a three. Hey, it's still damage. Every hit point counts. Especially when we can't get anything else to work. (laughs) Alrighty. So it's uh, no longer grappled. Hmm. Alright, which brings us to Titus. Alright. Um... I really want to make this go a little faster. Um, <laughs> so um, I I am going to uh, dismiss the uh, divine favor. I'll use a, a uh, 
because I, I know they can't stack, right? So I'll use my bonus action to cast Searing Smite. And nice. it is a con save of 12. Um, and I'm casting it on the one that's got the two radiant damage right there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Divine favor concentration. Yeah. You would have to drop it and right. then do the other one. Right. So which one are you attacking? Uh, the one just south of me. Okay. The one you've been attacking. All right. Yep. Searing smite. All yep. righty. Do it to it. All right. So, um, yeah, it's a DC 12 for the spell to work. And let me know if it does. On save. Ready? Yeah, that's going to be a fail. Okay, so on a fail, um, so on a failed save, it takes um, 1d6 uh, of fire damage. So the first attack uh, is. Um, all right, with my melee. So it'll be the next time I hit. So I will attack with my uh, longsword. Okay. And that is a 19 to hit. That will definitely hit. All right. Uh, uh, four non-magical damage. Okay. But it, it will take uh, five uh, uh, fire damage. All right. So that's a total of nine damage. Yes. Um, right. Now so, the the sword. No, you said I'm, four non-magical. Yeah, and then and then five. Um, fire. Fire. Yeah. All right. So five fire damage. Okay. Yeah, and then it has to make a con save of twelve uh, every turn, or receive another one d six of damage. Okay. How long does that last? Uh, for a minute. Oh, nice. Okay. All right, so that will uh, that'll end my turn. Okie dokie. Bring us up to our last one, um, which is going to strike again with its scimitar, or at least attempt to. That is going to be a fifteen to hit. Uh, fifteen to me. It hits. Okay. There's going to be eight points of slashing damage. Okay. Now you need to roll a check for the concentration. So it'll be eight plus five, 14. So you need to roll a d20 and uh, add in to, if you get above, and add your uh, spell modifier, which if I believe you're... Yes, uh, yeah. So okay. if you have to get above a 14 to maintain the concentration. So uh, 16 plus 2 is 18. So yeah, you maintain the concentration. Still take the 8 points of slashing damage. Okay. Alrighty, and it brings us back up to the top with Miss Maze. Man, I'm gonna stab this thing right in front of me again. Alrighty. Baby blade on it, just in case. Never hurts. Oh, that's a 15. 15 will hit. Oh. 
with snake attack will be 18 points of damage. Magical or non-magical? I guess it... I don't guess Vivian Blade would make it magical. It's um, an after effect if it moves, though, right? Yeah, it says... On hit, the target suffers the attack's normal effects, and it becomes sheathed in booming energy until the start of your next turn. Okay, so once it moves, it then... So it doesn't itself make the weapon magical. Right. Okay. But the next time it moves, it will take it will take the effect. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Alrighty. That one is still asleep. Uh, this one at the start is going to make its con save. And you said, what's the DC? Twelve, right? Uh, yes, twelve. Uh, makes the save. Okay, so um, it doesn't take any damage. Alrighty. Does the spell maintain its effect on a successful save, or uh, it a spell ends? Okay. Good to go. Alrighty, and it will then make an attempt and an attack on Titus, or twelve to hit, which is not going to hit. So. Right. Moving along to Pearl. Okay. So, um, that's not an idea. Alright. Light a torch and attack him with a fiery torch. Improvised weapon, potential fire damage, creative. Okay. You can take an action to light the torch. Alright. So you'll have the torch ready to go on, or I'll give it to you a bonus action to light the torch. So it'd be improvised weapon. And that would be just a normal D20, correct? Basically, you're attacking with your strength modifier. So roll a D20 and add your strength modifier. I don't want to. It's a negative one. <laughs> okay, well, you said you get the ability to use your dex modifier in place of your strength modifier, so use your dex modifier. That, that, that I'm okay with. That would be a 13 to hit. 13 does hit. Yay. So it'd be uh, D <laughs> again D four plus your uh, strength modifier, and I'll give you a and we'll give that as fire damage. Um, and so that's is that so is that going to be switched over to the dex modifier as well or? Yeah, you're using that mod your modifier for doing the damage. You're not sure. you don't get any proficiency bonus. Oh. It's just. Your, your, your modifier, so D4 plus your modifier, and since the torch is on fire. Four fire damage. Four fire damage. Nice. Going to take that. <laughs> I thought I could. I tried to knock him out of the... Oh, uh, can I send a key point to disengage as a bonus action? Or no, because the bonus action was for the lighting torch, so I wouldn't be able to get it. Are correct. I'm trying to get him to move. <laughs> Still, it's not a bad plan. I like it. Okay. Right, Which uh, then that one is now that one uh, on fire and quite irritated with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to attack you. Bad doggy. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's a little too distracted. It misses. So there's six to hit. <laughs> And it moved. I don't like. 
So it's just a move, any movement, right? Any movement. All right, roll the damage for the booming blade. Yay! Yay. I didn't know if I had to like walk or not, but if it, if it just attack, that's awesome. Eight. Eight Yay. points of fire damage. Nice. Or eight points of four of thunder damage. Thunder damage, yeah. Still, that's good. It's uh, it's definitely hurting. Alrighty, next up is Titus. All right, so my spell uh, is is no more. Um, so I seeing what uh, what Pearl has done, uh, and that it was effective. I will do the same thing and uh, grab uh, a, a torch and and light it. Might I suggest, Titus, you have another smite option as a paladin? Um, if you wouldn't mind a suggestion from the DM. Sure. Take it, take it, take it. It's the DM. <laughs> you, uh, if you look under your actions, you have the ability to cast uh, under an other at the oh, very yeah. bottom. Right. You have the chance for divine smite. Okay. That can definitely connect. Okay. <laughs> is that uh, does that use a spell slot? No. Um, expend a spell slot to deal the to cat to use the spell, but you can you can declare it after you know it hits. You don't have to declare it prior, unlike some oh, of the other spells. Oh, okay. So if you, if you do attack with the long sword, oh hey, what do you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that would be a, someone just throw threw in, since we're talking about it, you get a nat 20 on it. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> so, Thank roll you, that Trickers. beautiful bean footage. Yes. <laughs> I imagine leaving it as you're talking about Titus getting that, so. <laughs> so, nat 20, divine smite, that's going to hurt. All right. So, uh, obviously, I, I will use my longsword. And, uh... Longsword. So the sword damage isn't going to hit because it's immune to that, but the smite damage, that one's going to do. So, roll your 2D... Uh, uh, yeah, roll your... Higher than first. So, you're, you still only have first level spells, right? You don't have any second level. So, yeah. Correct. So, roll your 2D8. Okay. So that is uh, nine plus 16, 25. <laughs> it's dead. Yeah. Hey, you come down on, you come down with that. And while at first the blade kind of hits it and it kind of like, and then all of a sudden the rest of the reaction uh, as that, as that rate, as that radiant burn of divine energy just lights it up. Great. So does does divine smite is it a does it use a spell slot or is it just a feat? It, it does use a spell slot as the description states. Okay. But unlike other ones, you don't have to declare it prior. Okay. So if you hit and you connect, you can then go. I want to spend the spell slot to mm -hmm. add divine smite to it. Okay. As long as you have spell slots to to use. Right. So go ahead and mark off uh, your spell. Uh your mm -hmm. third spell slot because right. you use the searing smite use the divine favor 
So then this one would be your third spell slot. Right. But you immediately kill one on a one hit. Right. That one is long dead. All righty. Uh, brings us to the last one. Um, seeing his fellow go down and one is asleep. He's going to take a disengage. And he is going to get out of dodge. Get himself over here for his movement. Because he can't dash. He gets 40 feet, so... Actually, you know what? I will let you take an attack of opportunity on him, and mm -hmm. he will try to use his dash. The gun roll attack of opportunity. Um, but I, it, I don't have any non, any magical weapons. That's the only thing. Ah, okay. So all I have is a silvered weapon and a silver dagger. All right, he's gonna dart down and escape out, and just kind of run. Does silver wouldn't work on them. Silver would, but none of you have tried to hit it with silver weapons. Okay. You have to tell me if you're using a silver mm -hmm. weapon or a magical weapon. That way mm -hmm. it kind of keeps that keeps that flowing. Mm-hmm. All right, bring it up with Maze. Okay, is the one that ran's completely gone, right? Yeah, you saw him just... Used his dashed, moved moved eighty feet, and now he's down the alleyway and lost in the fog. All right. So, yep, the one in front of me that I have been hitting, maybe blade, and Alrighty. see if I can hit it. Okie dokie. Nope. <laughs> That's a nine. Ouch. Alrighty. Brings us up. The one is still asleep. Oh, he's not doing much. <laughs> that one's dead. Brings it up to Pearl. Okay, I'm going to try to hit him again with the fire. Alrighty. Second verse, same as the first. Second nine to hit. Fortunately, a nine does not hit. Alright. Okay. Now, did you want to try your disengage this time? Because you didn't spend any key points? I mean, the only reason I was going to do it was to make him move for the booming blade. Ah. So, there's not really reason to now. So. Fair enough. Alright, he's going to try and swipe at you with his scimitar. Which would be at and drops his scimitar. That works too! Hey, hey. <laughs> Man, that's the third one that dropped this in his head. They need to get more practice with those. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, brings us to Titus. I'm going to um, move over to the one that is uh, by um, by Pearl. So okay. Past the sleeping one. Alrighty. And um, I will attack with my silvered dagger. All right, roll for attack. 
14. 14 does hit. Roll damage. Nice. Uh, six damage, silvered. All right. How do you want to do it? Oh, yes. <laughs> so um, I I just... I know the dagger is not typically used this way, but I'm just going to, to uh, take the dagger and just go right across its neck and watch it fall to the ground. Yep, it does that. You see the lot. You see, you see as it hits. You you hear the you hear the creature kind of yelp in pain, and the yelp is cut off as the blade actually sinks in and goes across and creates that red line. Nice. So. <clears throat> you like question the other one, you think? Yeah. So, um, are we are we still in initiative? Uh, technically, yes, because the creature is still asleep. Okay. It can be woken up, and it could continue, or it could try to run away. So, right. You have to tell me what you what it is. Starting with Maze. Um, I actually had the same idea, so I am pulling my fifty foot rope out of my bag, and uh, on the broom, I'm going to go over and go. Woo, like a top all the way around him trying to wrap him up in this rope. <laughs> okay, I imagine someone is going to hold him up to allow you to do that because right now it's kind of lying on the ground asleep so you can't really get around the top part. Yep. Yep. Not me because I don't want to get tied up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Maze, yeah, roll, a, roll, roll, roll a dex. Roll, roll a sleight of hand check. Sleight of hand? For for who? For Maze, because Pearl has to hold up. She's gonna run it around like a top. Let's see if she could do it without inadvertently tying Pearl to him too. It's a seventeen. You succeed. Hey, <laughs> Pearl, intrepid uh, because she's kind of like oh, I don't like rope. I don't like rope. But uh, you restore her confidence in her party with when it comes to rope, as you tie up the jackaware and not her. <laughs> And with that, we're going to take a quick break. Yay. Yeah, it looks like we're back. How's everyone doing so far from our little break? Yay. Good. Good, good. All right. I uh, did see a couple of questions come in. Uh, just thank you for answering uh, the first one, uh, which was from Kit Matari. Was this was the supposed corpse of Jack aware? Yes, it was. Uh, second question from Kit Matari is what table are you rolling for gifts from the tricksters? What I am rolling on is I am pulling up the magic items. I'm going to wondrous items. I'm selecting common and uncommon and non-attune and items that don't require attunement. And there are a hundred and uh, from this list, there are 104 items. So if there's a gift from the tricksters in that list, it will be a D100 plus four or plus a D4. That result will be the item they get. So it's based on what is on D&D Beyond. Hopefully that answers that question. Oh, God. I knew that was coming. You guys are talking about the whole tides thing over on the Realmsmith stuff. I don't have any answers for you. 
Just because I'm one of the Smith Guardians doesn't mean I can tell you before it's time. You just have to wait. Be patient. <laughs> Try it and, and just I'm waiting to see what the scenario is because with everything it could happen. We'll have to wait and see, you know, if we even have our old characters. And I have our old characters. That, that's fine. The answers will come. I cannot tell you, but I'm not allowed to tell you. But as soon as as soon as those conversations are going on, so as soon as they are resolved and you guys will be made aware. So patience, patience. <laughs> so, uh, bringing it back in, uh, you have a captured uh, jackalware that uh, after a little while, when you kind of knock it, uh, bring it to consciousness, it uh, kind of growl, just kind of growls and kind of tries to shift its form into a full-on uh, jackal which is a canine-type creature, and it just kind of growls and snarls as it's all tied up. All right, so... Um, I And he's he's basically... We, the way I envisioned it, he's uh, basically propped up and bound, uh, I guess, against the nearest wall. Is that right? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So um, I, I'm going to uh, walk over to him with my silver dagger and just rest the dagger against his throat. And um, try to, and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, speak, with, speak to him and see, I don't know if he can understand or not, but speak to him and say, and ask him, who are you working for? Kind of snarls at you. You tell just snarling at you won't won't respond. Um, I guess would it be a history check or a nature check to see if um if I would know if if he would have the ability to understand me. Uh, what you can see, he's in a he's in a full animal form. Mm-hmm. So, even if even if he does understand, and uh, even if he does understand, he's not in a position to, to, to reply. Speak. Okay. Can you like, uh, can you like say, you know, like, change back, make, make him try to change back, and hold on to the rope to like pull it tight as he changes back. Um, he doesn't. He stays in the uh, jackal form and just kind of growls at you. So I, I'm I'm gonna I'm holding the the dagger still in its place, and um, speak to uh, Maze and Pearl. I'm not. I'm just as uneasy with this new inspector as we were with the last. We were told that uh, uh, that you know this or this was the report that was given. So. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's the inspector. Maybe it's the messenger, the boy that was sent. Someone set this trap for us. I don't know who to trust. Do we blow the whistle and bring all of the uh, inspector's men to this place? I think we need to try and question him more. Cut his finger off. 
I, it would not be right. I'll fly over on my broom. Something, we gotta do something. And get right above its head. And I'm just gonna start poking it over and over and over again. Um. Okay. Uh, as I imagine you're within five feet. Yeah, I'm basically holding a knife to its throat. Uh, it uh, attempts to kind of reach its uh, reach a nip at uh, Maze's hand, but it doesn't. Uh, Maze kind of pulls the hand out of the way. It doesn't really. It doesn't. It doesn't strike. It doesn't connect. Bad puppy. I fly back behind Titus. Blow the whistle. At least they can cage it up. And that will be one less person helping whoever we're looking for. Worried that, like he said, the inspector might be in on it. Yeah, but as I said, as the, as the words were coming out, I, I, I started to doubt it. Because he wasn't there waiting for a messenger to come, at least not that we could tell. It wasn't logical. Uh, you know, we, you know, Koth ran to us in, in concern. We ran over to the, the pub and, and, you know, he, he comes in and then shortly thereafter, there's the, the one running with the message that they found the body with, with the hands that were, were cut off. Now, why make up that detail? Clearly, the the the, the form that we approached had hands. Maybe they didn't have that detail, or maybe they couldn't replicate it. We could go back and ask the inspector to see the body. To to, to in in. Yes, but I, I think perhaps we should get some more help to to safely transport this creature okay. uh, back to the inspector's office. Do you all agree? Yep. All right. So, so, so I will uh, I will blow the the whistle that we have. There you go. So you're blowing the whistle? Yes. Uh, after a little bit, more whistles are more whistles are heard, and then uh, some some uh, constables. After a little while, some constables come running around the corner uh, to the to your location. <laughs> And uh, they kind of look at you standing there with the uh, tied up dog, dog creek dog there. And uh, then in a little while, uh, Inspector, uh, uh, and the knife comes uh, comes up as well and looks at the scene and looks at the uh, two dead dead bodies and the uh, one that's tied up and is like, what happened here? What do you what do you what do you think happened? That we we came out here looking for this body, 
and and there was a body here with several guards standing around, but it was all a trap. Okay. And we we fought we fought off some. You see some bodies uh, of the the remains there. One got away, and we have this one bound. And so far, we've not been able to determine anything else. All right. Well, um, guess uh, guess we'll take this one and uh, this dog that you have captured here, and we'll kind of take it take it to the to the, take it somewhere to I don't know maybe maybe to a dog catcher or something. I mean, and this transform back. I think you should have a secure location for it. It looks at the other two bodies and seeing that they're still kind of in that in that hybrid kind of form and they might be okay they were a different form all right well we'll take it we'll lock it up in the in in, in this in the precinct then but what well, so where so, is the body is what i want to know What's a, what was the question, Pearl? So where is the real body? Is what I'd like to know. It was taken away. I told you I'd completed my. We completed our investigation. I taken to, taken to the medical examiner. I was under the impression that the medical examiner was going to come and 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 uh, look at the body once more, but it's it was taken to their office. Okay. Yeah, he, he he tells you he as as he told you over the twin sons he had completed his investigation, and the, the body had already been the, the whole site had been cleared away. Okay. My insight that because that I don't remember it being worded exactly that way. So I mean, like I knew it was he had said completed his investigation, but I don't remember him saying that it had been cleared away like that. So. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, Titus, give me a D100 and a D4 and tell me the result. Okay. The 22? He's being truthful. Really? <laughs> um, a seven? Seven. Okay. An interesting one. Is it a magnifying glass to help me with my investigations? <laughs> no. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? You'd be like extra insight or, or extra investigation. No, but I will. I I will tell you in in a, in a moment. Right now, it's the yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, he Knight tells you that yeah they completed investigation and so I mean clearly as he directs his guards you can kind of give me a perceptions four fourteen okay and that one for five. Ouch. 
phase. Uh, while uh, you're kind of sitting there floating around and, and, and clear Knight is, is directing his guards, you hear him uh, at one point kind of mum kind of kind of mumble. It's like kind of thing. It's like how he, he's. Like, I wonder how these creatures knew that you were coming here. As he and the rest of them kind of escort this dog away, you know, muzzled, muzzled and everything. You were giving directions to come here. Well, I didn't answer the credit here, but. Oh, that's if she chooses to tell y'all. Mm-hmm. Titus, you kind of look about. Give me a quick investigation check. And I do relay everything. Fair. Uh, 14. Alright, um, you find a, uh, tucked into a corner, you find a, an abandoned, uh, backpack. Mm. And as you go and, 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 and inspect the backpack, uh, you have been gifted a balloon pack. Balloon pack is a backpack that contains the spirit of an air elemental and a compact leather balloon. While you're wearing the backpack, you could deploy the balloon as an action and gain the effect of levitate spell for 10 minutes. <laughs> Targeting yourself with no required concentration. Alternatively, you can use it as a reaction to, to deploy the balloon when you're falling to gain the effect of the feather fall spell on yourself. When the spell ends, the balloon slowly deflates as the elemental spirit escapes and returns to the elemental plane of air. As the balloon deflates, you descend gently toward the ground for up to 60 feet. You're still in the air at the end of that distance. You fall and have no other means of staying aloft. After the spirit departs, the backpack's property is unusable unless the backpack is recharged for one hour in the air in an air elemental node, which binds another spirit to the backpack. Wow. Oh my that's great. <laughs> I never heard of it before, but you know so what? Sure you this is the joy of this table. Got a flying buddy now. Yeah. Sorry, Pearl. <laughs> Only once, though, unless we go to the ethereal plane. Or some location where you can bind it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another gift from the tricksters. These weird individuals that watch from another dimension into just pluck on the strings of fate for mm-hmm. <laughs> have the tricksters they're very helpful definitely keep it interesting uh-huh. so so I would say to the inspector someone gave us instructions to come here the directions of how to find this place yes but it's not my fault you got it you got ambushed Where's the, 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 the boy that came and told you about this? The boy who came and told us is like we weren't we were told we were found we we had heard the scream and come to investigate and found the body and then did the investigation. There was a boy who went looking for Koth mm, from the Twin right. Sons, which is where I met I found all of you when I came to the mm. Twin Sons because I know Koth tends to spend quite a bit of time at that particular pub. Mm. And that we are in such a close, we are within proximity of the twins of the uh, of the pub. Oh. Okay, out of character. The, didn't the inspector give us the directions to come here, right? Yes. Yeah, because you said you wanted to go investigate the investigate the scene, 
So he gave you directions on how to on how to get there. I didn't know. I, I just assumed that the body was still there, but that makes sense. Okay. So, um, wh- where's where's the medical examiner's office? Um, he tell he tells you and Maze, you kind of go, "Yep, I know where that's at." Been there a number of times. Uh, what part of town are we in? Are we in kind of that lower? Um... Yeah, you're still in the same district you've been in. Uh, okay. Not too far, not too. I mean, about about a dozen or so blocks from the from the uh, the ta- the boarding house you've been staying at. Um, mm-hmm. The precinct is it, it, you're all about within a mile is where you guys have been, basically. And, and there's still no pattern to where the deaths have been or anything? Nope. That was something you learned from talking with uh, Alan and Mays and Alan's offices. There doesn't seem to be a pattern other than it stays in this in, it, it's in this particular in this particular area. Can you can you point us to the location where her body was found? You're standing at it. So I, I look around and I it, I imagine it's, it's difficult for us to see with all the, all that's been happening here. But where exactly was her her body positioned? Uh, he tells you it was a pretty much kind of in a slump in the center in the center of this little uh, four way of the paths. And I'll I'll look around to see if there's any other vantage points um, from maybe an adjacent building. Uh, or from an alleyway where someone else might have been able to see anything uh, if it occurred here. Okay, go ahead and give me a perception. Actually, no. So you're looking for something particular, go ahead and give me an investigation. I should be more vague. Oh, I should be more vague. <laughs> uh, 11. Okay. Um, you look about, you see that the buildings in this particular uh, section are three stories high in some parts. So there's a lot of windows that could kind of look out over this uh, area. Mm-hmm. So uh, the the buildings in this area, I'm assuming of kind of a lesser class. It's a very kind of a, a, a densely kind of, kind of, kind of area, mm-hmm. dense kind of area, but nobody's really uh, awake right now. Okay, so there's no no uh, windows with lamplight coming through. Not that you can see now. Okay, there are a few shades of light from various small, uh, am, uh, nearly extinguished camp uh, fires and various uh, chimneys and stoves. In the area, it's a little bit of light, not a whole, not a whole lot. I mean, this is pretty pretty much pretty early, but nobody seems to have stirred or been awakened by the activity of the. Or if they had, they'd already gone back to sleep and they just kind of wrote off any other noises. Uh, not my not my problem. Um, and uh, the I, I tell I tell Inspector Knife that uh, the the direction we saw the other creature run off into, and I ask I ask what's what's down there? Just more of the same, or or is there anything unique in that in that direction? Um, 
just connects over the main road. In fact, you saw some of the constables come in from that direction. They didn't. They didn't see anything out of the ordinary. Okay. Did they see anyone on the roads? No. Nope. This time of night, there's very few people on the on the street. again so if you don't mind my asking uh, what's the record uh, what 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 did they say the manner of the cuts uh, were with uh, with Merrill were they very showing a great deal of finesse or were they more ragged uh, it's a lot like the other ones it's a very pre- very precision ended uh, it appeared no more once the medical exam are done, but just based on what I can tell, it looks like it ended her ended her life quick and quiet, as, or as quiet as possible and quickly. The cuts were precision. Somebody who is obviously skilled with a knife. See, that's what's interesting. When we found this uh, this this presumed corpse uh, when we came out to this place, uh, all the wounds were jagged and, and ragged and, 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 and showing uh, real haste and little care. Uh, and, and obviously it was, a, it, was, it was not real, but why disguise and look different if the true marks are of finesse? Body. Say again, Pearl. They also didn't have the hands. I'm wondering if they didn't see the body before they made the chop. Reasonable conclusion. Uh, clearly, someone who just set this up was in haste and didn't have all the information. That doesn't make sense. Why? Here's another question. Why would somebody set a trap for you? The only thing I can think of is because we keep getting so close. Uh, uh, when we mentioned how we, we had figured out, you know, the idea of the, the shifters and stuff, that's when um, the inspector revealed himself to be one. Um, yeah. So, but how would they know? Because we could, we we dealt with them, so they didn't have a chance to get the message out that we figured it out. But I would think that his boss would realize he's not back. And that we're still alive and things like that. So maybe his boss is sending people after us. It's a very interesting, interesting question. Not quite sure how you would pers- how you would follow up. Clearly, somebody possibly overheard our conversation, uh, a conversation at some point, and had and over and decided to set a trap for you. But the question is. is who, when could you have come across some? When could you have been in a place where someone might have overheard and tried to and possibly set this up? Having we been that, that, that we, were, we were talking about going. That's the only place we really talked about it, isn't it? At the uh, at the pub. So, did uh, did anyone 
appear to leave shortly after us or immediately after us when when we departed to to go investigate well you were still at the pub right yeah i was i had i was sitting there talking with the with the twins and enjoying a drink i didn't notice anyone of any of any i didn't notice anything uh, everybody kind of finished their drinks and all went home shortly thereafter. It is almost three in the morning. Huh. What do you think, Mace? I'm not quite sure, Titus. Um... The husband, did we get a beat on him? He left before, well, we had that conversation. But seeing us. But his own wife? She was the victim. No, but maybe he was not very upset. Do you think he would have blamed But he, he was enraged. He was enraged. He, he overturned tables and all that kind of stuff. When he, when he found out that she was dead. I'm saying though, though, he may not have killed his wife, but maybe he thought we did and came with the buddies to help, or sent buddies to. Unless, you know, we are dealing with shapeshifters, and that could have been a really good performance. So what's what's the next course of action? What do you, what do you suggest? Maze and, and Pearl. I suggest you roll perception checks. I think <laughs> we should roll perception checks. Sounds good. <laughs> I do. We should look around more. Don't forget, if any of you have inspiration you haven't used, you can definitely use it. It only lasts till the end of the stream. I believe I have one. Don't forget it for this one. Twenty-one. Nice. So, <laughs> we get really hard this time. <laughs> I, I'm not going to use mine. I have a dirty 20. Nice. I'm playing on my broom. Um, as you guys are having this conversation uh, with uh, with not with uh, Nye, Nye, um you see a figure step out of the mist. Uh, it's um, kind of you. You see Koth come out of the mist, kind of. A look of a complete wild, wild-eyed, crazed uh, look in his eye, carrying a double-headed axe and a pair of hand axes tucked in his belt. He sits there and goes, "I'll get him! I'll get him!" He mutters over and over again. Who will you get? And uh, whoever killed me, my wife. He uh, he just full on. Got a very crazed look in his eye, carrying this double-headed axe, walking through. And Knight is just a little distraught, little taken aback at this sight. <laughs> I'll look over at Titus and be like, eh, "I guess he didn't do it." <laughs> um. So does. 
he's he's obviously he's visibly distraught. What is is any or any of his clothes uh, ripped or torn or anything? Uh, a little disheveled. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like he, it's kind of because just their whole thing about if you're you know if if you're after a long day or just you're kind of in that mm-hmm. you know face popping up out of the out of the mist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How appropriate. Um, my husband. Ah, okay. But uh, yeah, he's just he, he looks disheveled. And uh, like he hasn't, he's just got this wild, crazed kind of animalistic uh, look in his eye as he's uh, on a mission to find someone he has no idea who. Because even you guys have no idea, because Koth was nowhere near the site when the wife was killed, from what you can tell. So he's just, he right. just. Please, please calm down. We're trying to find them, but. Running around upset isn't going to help. I'll get him. I'll get him. I'll get whoever it is. Do you even have an idea who who might have done this? I'll get him. Uh, the inspector's still here, right? Yeah, and he's just like trying to figure out how to kind of handle this because you know someone who's in that love who's in that point mentally where every where they have just have zero to give and potential dangerous to the dangerous to the community and you see knight you see knight kind of weighing it up if you want roll an insight check on him okay uh 22 on knife yes he is trying to determine if this is some if this is a potential powder keg that's going to go off as in this is probably a matter of public safety or personal safety can i uh, can i use my like can i use like my site because i I rolled on the inside as well but i was looking at um uh, the husband oh okay is there any way to reason with him yeah is is there any way to reason with him at all not in the not he's not in the frame of mind for for conversation then that he's in a he's in a very much a kind of a crazed crazed kind of look like he's just waiting for just anything to set him off because you don't you don't get a good vibe that this is a safe situation so um are we close to kind of the higher class part of the district no, you're all still kind of in that same area you fought the right. jackal wears. He yeah. has just come in because, and he's just kind of, kind of there, kind of, kind of walking. Uh, realize, kind of vaguely recognizes all of you and just kind of mm-hmm. sitting there looking about, trying to determine where he's going to go. Guys, intervene. Do you let him go? What do you want? What? How are you? How are you going to handle this? Not gonna let him go because that would hurt someone else possibly. Uh, but very, very carefully see if I can approach him without like, being threatening at all. Just trying to slowly walk up to him, non hands down, and everything, just nonchalantly to see if I can walk closer to him. If he adjusts or anything like that, I'll pause. Okay, go ahead and give me a persuasion with disadvantage. Mm-hmm. 
one. Gun. That's a ten. As you kind of go up there, he kind of, kind of quickly looks at you, and he almost looks like he's readying the axe to attack, but he kind of holds and then turns, turns away. Doesn't does you don't get more you don't get within ten feet. Yeah. Mm, this might be bad, guys. Um. Can I cast sleep on him? Yes, you can. You still have spell slots? You can do that. I think I do. All right. I do. I have one left. All right. And yep, this isn't like the morning show. So by all means, cast your. Go ahead and try and cast sleep. That's a 33. Succeed. <laughs> Sorry, guys. He, he, he kind of sits there and wavers and, and, and drops the axe and, and, and falls down asleep. Well, at least he'll be easier to apprehend now. Okay. I'll look over to Knife. Perhaps you should assist him maybe a night in the precinct to be safer for everyone might be a good idea thank you and uh goes over and a couple of his men who are also waiting for a signal to do something uh, go over um kind of remove they kind of take the uh axes out of his belt the double-bladed axe out of his hands uh and, and kind of carry him along to the precinct as well at this point knight uh bid you all good night because he wants to make sure nothing happens, and he goes. So, so really, the only thing we got left is this area, from the, and there's no other clues of any kind of tracks, any kind of thing that was trapped at all. No clues at all. Nothing I, that you guys can tell. Yeah. I think we ought to uh, pay a visit to the medical examiner's office and see if we can pick up any clues there. Okay. At this point, at this point of night, it's probably closed, so you're gonna to want to stop in for uh, for a quick rest before go vi- going and visiting the medical examiner. Mm-hmm. Yep. Make a note. Going to meet the me- medical examiner. Or... Which is a good stopping point for tonight. All right. <laughs> Seems fair, cause so. Gonna meet our medical examiner in the mo- meet the medical examiner. Alrighty, good session, guys. It's crazy. <laughs> Your volume kind of dipped out on you, Maze. <laughs> Alrighty, so. Thank you, everyone, so far for watching and uh, sticking with us. This was uh, had had its ups and downs, I'm sure. I can see. Are there any other questions that came in? No, doesn't appear to be. Uh, you had a question, Pearl, or what was the, what was the question? Uh, I noticed that the you you were saying jackal wears, not wear jackals. Yes. There is a. Uh, that's actually a bit of the monster lore side of things. There is a group. There are 
the were or the were creature is typically denoting a curse of lycanthropy. There are actual natural creatures. Um, see if I can pull up the exact. Um, uh, jackal wares and like uh, wolf wares are a creature whose natural form is the animal and they can in turn turn into a hybrid or potentially human or humanoid um, they're a natural uh, forming creature they actually don't like the lycanthropes in any way and they can only pass on their ability through uh, bloodlines. Whereas unlike uh, Lycanthropes, where you can be bitten by them and, and the curse passed on, theirs isn't a curse, it's a natural part of their uh, biology. Hmm. So what's their um, intelligence uh, from a, I mean, if they're, if they can, if they're jackals, if they're naturally animalistic, uh, do they have the intelligence to carry on speech mm -hmm. as a humanoid? Okay. Yeah. They can speech. They can reason. They're intelligent. So they're just basically kind of like the reverse. Yeah. Aware creatures. There's another name for it. Uh, in looking in there. See if I can see it real quick. Um... Quite the uh, quite the name off top of it. I know I saw it when I was looking up the uh, wolf wares because the doctor was a wolf. But yeah, that's uh, that that's the kind of the difference between two. It's an old creature when you look them up, and when looking at some of the other things, like I was looking at the uh, Forgotten Realms wiki. Like if you do a Google like wolf ware versus werewolf, you should be directed toward the D and D uh, wikis and have a description on that and you can read up that they do have an animosity and that like i said their their trait is passed down through bloodlines and it can't be passed down in any passed along any other way but they do gain uh some of the same the, they do have some of the same abilities when as far as immunities to non-magical and non and uh non-silvered mm-hmm yeah i'm still racking my brain like how these jackal wares are aligned with some other you know big baddie to do all of this stuff that's the mystery that i can't i promised in. you an interesting adventure yeah from this module i'm hoping and you got and the time has paid off where now things are starting to really pick up and get interesting i'm hoping yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, if, if you've been paying attention, uh, if you've been paying attention, uh, chat, we're on our fourth victim out of five. And, uh, you know, if we don't get this solved in the next day or so, we might not solve it in time. Hmm. True. So the next day. So, all right. Well. I think with that, uh, we're going to wish everyone a good night. I know we're cutting a little earlier than normal, but we kind of at a good stopping point yeah. mm -hmm. and don't want to stretch over because I know last week 
we stretched over quite a bit. <laughs> so <laughs> trying to even those scales, so to speak. Yeah. But uh, yeah. real quick, uh, thank you to the community. Thank you for all of the bits. Let me run through that activity feed because we had quite a few, quite a bit of bits cheered. Ms. K for the bits. Um, Brecker. Breck Arias uh, was a follow. Saladin, thank you for the uh, five-month sub. Uh, thank you to everybody who cheered channel points. Those are always great and helpful and can affect the uh, outcome of the game. No wild magics this time. Maybe later. <laughs> but uh, thank you to the cast for spending their Saturday night hanging out playing D&D. Uh, all of that support is helpful. Uh, be sure to check us out on our social medias. Uh, catch previous episodes of Challenge Accepted on the Scoop Studio YouTube. Uh, tomorrow morning, I will see you guys at 10 a.m. for Sunday with Scoob, where I think I'm going to go over some Warhammer 40K stuff and maybe do a little mini painting before getting into some Boulder's Gate 3. And that's a chance we can talk and ask questions and have a good and kind of hang out and drink coffee. Because what else are you going to do on a Sunday morning? I know some people have religious things they do because it is the day of rest. And I am not by any means taking away from that is true. That is also an important thing because with everything going on, you have to find a way to keep your faith, keep your sanity, all of those things. So everyone has their Sunday routines. So we should just being respectful of that. <laughs> so, um, uh, with that, I guess uh, if you guys don't have anything, I will say good night to everybody, and we will, and you all have a safe night, safe weekend, and we will see you on our next stream. Good night, everybody. <laughs>